0: Jesus Christ's name, we thank you, Father, and for even the travellers that are over, all over the nations, Father, that you keep them safe, you protect them. That this illness be contained in Jesus' name. We thank you as we commit all this into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's such a wonderful morning to see so many of you here. And it is a privilege, really my privilege, even to be in the midst of so many visitors. I believe some of you, when Pastor Fergus asked to raise the hands, not many of you raised, but you are seated there here. I want to say a very warm welcome once again. Welcome to SIBKL. You may be seated there quietly, but I believe your friend brought you here this morning for a purpose. And it is a divine appointment that you are here. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Let me just start. Today, my, I'm talking about our Shanti remembers. Shanti is a generic term. It refers to supreme king. It refers also to our heavenly Father God in a generic term, and it's also written in the Chinese Bible the same word Shanti. Whereas I was pondering upon the title, what to speak, and I asked the Lord to, to download to me. And I, I I came across this advertisement. I'm sure you might have come across it too. It's in the, the Maxis advertisement called The Most Unforgettable Chinese New Year. It speaks about the elderly going into dementia. And he lost his memory. He begins to do things and he thought the daughter that has grown up is still a small little daughter that he's always looking for. And then they, 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 I look into a little part of it that says the making of the unforgettable Chinese New Year. And it tells me about Uh, The the reminiscence therapy. Something that helps people to jot their memory by putting objects, by putting people, photographs, memories and by using, combining it with 5G technology, they came up with an app called ReCollection. Yeah. If you're interested, go look up for this app. Yeah, I see... Elder SK that's smiling at me. I think both of us need the app, right? (laughs) Yeah. But traditionally, God has already instituted festivals and celebrations, not only in the Bible, but amongst all races. And this tradition, like the reunion dinner that we just had, many of us had, actually brings people together. Not just one generation, not just the elderly, but generations together. And during these festivals, it reminds us to renew our ties and perhaps to refresh our memories of the beautiful bond that we all have with one another. But as a human race, we tend to have short memories, right? We forget appointments, deadlines, favours, friendships if not met over a long period of time. And we also sometimes forget material things. Like for example, we may have borrowed some money and we forget to return. I'm not sure if uh, some of us may do that too. Well, let's not deny it. We are forgetful people. Way long before we reach 60, Way long before someone tells us ginkgo biloba is very useful. So God, having established a relationship with us, reminds us through festivals and erection of altars too, to remember our encounters with Him. Remember Abraham when after he was prevented by the angel of the Lord to from sacrificing Isaac. He called this, this is the mountain that the Lord provides. And it becomes a place of memorial for him. Jacob at Bethel in Genesis 28 When he encountered God, he remembered that place. And he he erected the very stone that he stepped on as the foundation for an altar. Moses talked about festivals in Exodus 23. And he, he outlined the festivals for the people, the Jewish people. Not only just for the enjoyment, but also the festivals to remember God's goodness. Amen? How many of us here believe that God is good? Hallelujah! God is good. And every time we come together, it's an opportunity to tell others, God is good. Amen? And when Solomon dedicated the temple in 2 Chronicles 6 and 7, oh, when the presence of the Lord came down, the glory of the Lord came down, nobody could move. It was again erected as a memorial to the glory of God. Then comes the exilic and the post-exilic period, which I think the pastors have preached so well over the last few weeks. And it speaks of the rebuilding of walls, the erection of the temple once again. Again, these are monuments onto memories that remind us God is good. But Jesus Himself said that in three days, we will tear down the temple and I will build it up again. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying now that even though Previously, we relied on physical and material things to rejot our memory. Currently, we need to worship God in spirit and in truth. That you, yourselves, as Paul outlines in 1 Corinthians 3.16, that don't you know that you, yourselves, are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in your midst. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person for God's temple is sacred and you, together, are that temple. What am I saying here? It's whether an altar, a tabernacle, a temple, or we become living temples of the Holy Spirit, they always remind us of an encounter with our covenantal God, a personal God. But this God, as we are reminded of Him, is also a God who never, ever forgets us. God never forgets. How do we know that? In Leviticus 26:45, The Lord says, But for their sake, I will remember the covenant with their ancestors whom I brought out of Egypt in the sight of the nations to be their God. I am the Lord. The psalmist in Psalm 27 says, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Even if humans forget, the Lord remembers. It goes on to the prophet Isaiah. When he was talking about the restoration of Israel, God loves Israel as His own people like a child. And He says this, He prophesies about God saying, Can a mother forget the baby at the breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I, says the Lord, will never forget you. See, I've engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. And that's not only in the Old Testament. Has God forgotten about us in the New Testament? Hebrews 6.10 says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown Him as you have helped His people and continue to help them. Mankind can forget. Along who borrowed, where money you borrowed from, can also forget. Even elephants can forget. But God never forgets His people. Amen? Because He is a covenantal God who never breaks His part of the covenant. Amen. It is important for God to remember us. Is it important? Yes, of course it is. But you might think that God being God will always remember us anyway, so we don't need to do anything. Or, we can do anything we like and God will still remember us. Now, that is not so true. I'll tell you why. As it is Chinese New Year, we do a lot of visitations, don't we? Right? In fact, almost after this service, I'm sure many of you will go out and visit your friends. And I believe that in these two weeks of Chinese New Year, we want to do visitations because we want to renew ties. We want to rebuild the friendships that we have and to bring about this closeness between family and friends. But when we go, it's both traditional and cultural to bring along a gift, wuatangan, right? So that it opens a path. towards towards making stronger ties and even building a deeper relationship. Sometimes in order to create an impression onto someone important, we bring a bigger gift, like a bigger hamper or a box of premium fruits and chocolates. Often, the bigger the gift, the more likely the host will remember you, yeah? But there's one sure way, one sure way to guarantee that the host will not forget you. You know what? go empty-handed. Don't bring anything. I'm sure you leave a lasting impression, at least for one more year, until you approach the host house again the next year and the host will say among themselves, ha, here comes this good family again. Came last year without bringing anything. You see, it's so important that if you are concerned for someone else to remember us by in good terms, wouldn't it be more important for God Almighty to remember us always? not just from time to time but all the time tell your neighbor god remembers you go on tell the neighbor on your right and the left god remembers you god remembers you in the next 30 minutes or so i want to share with you who and how god remembers and why he does so also want you to see that god does it not out of obligation like what we do sometimes but he takes a personal a deep personal interest in each one of us And if you have not started to have this personal relationship with God today, today is an auspicious day. Today is a good day. You have not known the God Almighty who has given His beloved Son, Jesus Christ. And today, your friend is going to ask you, would you want to have this personal relationship with God? And you're going to say, yes, it is a blessing indeed to have this personal relationship with God Almighty. Shanti. We can find out there are Supreme God Shanti as our Bible calls him, the Chinese Bible calls him, remembers us by addressing three questions. Who are those that God remembers? The people He loves, His affection. How has God remembered? The process He makes, His approach. And why does it matter that God remembers? The purpose He accomplishes, His aim. His affections, His approach, and His aim. Who does Shanti remember? You'd be forgiven if you thought that from Scripture, God only loves the Jews and His chosen people, or the Israelites. Yes, He's a covenant to God. But He didn't make covenant with only Abraham and then Isaac and Jacob, followed by just focusing on the Jews for the whole of the 1,005 to 2,000 years. Just because of the Jews alone, Then and only then, after that, was salvation offered to everybody in the world, to the non-Jews. Even so, then salvation was only for a small group of people that came out of Jerusalem. During those times, news didn't travel very far. What was trending probably were the fishing nets and not the internet. As if to make matters worse for many races in the East, the gospel went westward from Troas. With Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and then for at least another 1,500 years, has God forgotten the rest of the world, especially the Eastern people? I put it to you that God has not forgotten, even for a moment, any of our ancestors or the Eastern people, starting from long ago. When God blessed Abraham due to his trust and obedience, God promised that his blessings through Abraham would reach all peoples of the earth. In Genesis 12, verses 2 to 3, God made this promise to Abraham: I will make you into a great nation, I will bless you, I will make your name great, and you, Abraham, will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and who will curses you, I will curse, and and all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. First Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4 describes God as one who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So therefore, Scripture recorded God as saying, all peoples of the earth and all peoples to be saved. God has not forgotten the East. I was reminded of this truth a few months ago when I was giving a talk on why trust the Bible. And during the Q&A, someone asked me this, what about the Chinese all this time? They have no access to the Bible. Has God forgotten them? To which I immediately replied, of course, God only loves the Jews because they are the only race more kiasu than the Chinese. No, 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 no. That was not the answer. That was not the answer I gave. I can assure you that the answer I gave certainly did not cause him to recant his faith. But, it's it's too long to explain here. But what I want to say is that that question got me thinking. And I I started researching into what about the other peoples of the earth? Did God care for them? Did God forget them? Take the world's three major monotheistic faiths. God spoke to at least two of them, the Jews and the Christians, through the Bibles. Then there is this other race. There is most populous on earth, and like the Jews, dispersed throughout the land. They are united by a common culture and language. They are the Chinese, which the majority of us are too. Like the question asked by my curious friend, the new believer, did God forget the Chinese? How could He? By doing so, God would have neglected 20% of the world population. As in China alone, there are 1.4 billion Chinese. At this point, I would like to say that from scriptures and from research, there is evidence that God remembers the Chinese even from ancient times. In Isaiah 49 verses 15 and 16, which we read just now, God says, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will never forget you. See, I've engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Although at the time of Isaiah's pronouncement, he was referring to the restoration of Israel, there is also the element of double fulfilment. Israel primarily restored in the short term and a secondary restoration of God's people, His global church in the future, in our time. This would include the Chinese having been sent off from the Tower of Babel and might have settled in the land of Sinim, which was mentioned in a few verses in that very same prophecy in Isaiah 49, verse 12. This Sinim could be present-day China. It might surprise you to know that both historically and sociologically, studies have indicated that the native Chinese religion is monotheism, one God. The Chinese worship God as Shangti, Xiongtai, literally translated as Supreme King from time of the first Chinese dynasty, Shang Dynasty, dated back to about 1700 BC. Shangti can be likened to Yahweh, who is both transcendent and imminent. He created and yet dwells amongst us. Shang-Ti remembers his people and relates to them through each ruler of the dynasties. For example, King Tang of Shang Dynasty would take on the roles of prophet, priest, and king by receiving and decreeing the oracles of Shangti to the people pertaining to the quality of the harvest, the climate that will come for the seasons and victory over the enemies and so on. He would also offer worship and sacrifices to Shangti on behalf of the people. And he would also receive the heavenly mandate known as Tianming to rule the land. But then came the Chao dynasty, which ruled from about 1000 BC to about 200 BC. And within it was a time of turmoil, of turbulence. And there's a period called the period of the warring states This is the time when Buddhism was imported from India. Confucianism and Taoism arose. Worship was slowly being diverted away from Shang-Ti. Then came the Qin dynasty that began with Qin Shi Huang, or many of us know as Shi Huang Ti, came into power with a bang and a huge bonfire for many of the Chinese classics together with some Buddhist, Taoist and Confucian literature. A significant proportion of the Chinese classics that has reference to Shang-Ti and worship of him, was destroyed. Hence, starting with Xi Huang-Ti and down the line of subsequent Chinese dynasties, over a long period of 2,130 years, the Chinese people began to practice monism. Not huh? monism, monism. Yeah, which means one supreme being to whom all things were eventually joined, with a pantheon of lesser gods and idolatry. However, from the time of Jesus' advent, the Gospel has also been making inroads into China through the Silk Road, through even the coastal areas of China. Despite the cultural and language difficulties, God sent His Son to die for us while we were yet sinners because He loves the Chinese and remembers them. The shanti that ancient Chinese worship is also the shanti that's inscribed in the Christian Chinese Bible, both of the Old and New Testament. As much as Shanti remembers the Jews through the Old Testament period, he also remembers the Chinese in a remarkably similar manner through revelation than biblical expression. Whether you are a Chinese or not, whether you are part of a whole nation or an individual, you are not too small, not too insignificant, or not too distant to be remembered by Shanti. Especially this Chinese New year period, bring along this gift of yourself and present yourself before Shanti. Let Him do the remarkable thing of empowering you into your prophetic destiny during this year. In the course of your conversations with your relatives and your friends during your visitation, you can tell your pre-believer Chinese relatives and friends that God has never for a moment forgotten them and longs for each one of them to come back to Him. Tell your friends on your right and left, Shanti remembers you. Shanti remembers you. He does. But how has Shanti remembered? What is the process that God makes that He spoke to the Chinese? I've been made a grandfather just last year. And when my daughter, who gave birth last year, became a full time nursing mother for several months after her birth, and she stayed with my wife and I. I could see how she dotes over the newborn baby, the newborn daughter, and tended to her every need. Each day she draws on the creativity to feed her, to teach her, to keep her entertained, and so on. If a nursing mother would do that, why would Shanti do any less? Because he says, though a nursing mother may forget, I will never forget you. Continue from where we left off just now. How has Shanti? Remembered the Chinese. With the Jews, God, very, God gave very detailed records, decrees, instructions, poetic books, laws, and commandments. Through His Word, the Hebrew Bible, and through His prophets. When Shanti remembered the Chinese, He also gave them detailed instructions, poems, music, communal rules, orders for commands for rites and worship, right down to the details for dressing and so on. He gave these contents to the classic literatures. There were five classics and four books. And also, he raised sages like Yan Hui, Jing Si, Qi si, and Mencius. A sage is one who lives according to an ideal which transcends the everyday. These sages and the classics, raised between 500 BC to about 200 AD, helped in the preservation of monotheism. Of worship towards Shangti alone, but they were met with strong opposition by those set in bringing down worship of Shanti. We ought to note that these sages and classics are not equivalent to the prophets and the Bible, but Shangti, in his wisdom and providence, allowed for revelation and guidance for the people he remembered. Though the Chinese many worship a pantheon of gods for the last one thousand eight hundred years or so. The worship of Shanti as a supreme king in heaven is still practiced up to the 20th century. One such practice is called the border ritual, border sacrifice ritual. It was performed annually by the emperor himself on behalf of the people. Can I have a slide on the screen? A site for this ritual was found at the Temple of Heaven. This is an actual site. If you go to Beijing today in the Forbidden City, you will actually see this. This temple is unlike any other temples in China because it's built uniquely round and there are no carvings of idols. No, no dragons, no, no other idols that are within the temple itself. At the front of the temple is the altar of sacrifice. In the middle is the imperial uh, vault. And then at the far end is the hall of prayer. And inside this hall of prayer, the three-tiered biggest structure at the north end, there is a throne. On this throne sits a tablet dedicated to Huang Tian Tian Shangdi, the supreme king of all heaven. And during this border sacrifice ritual, which is carried out in precise detail by the emperor himself, animal sacrifices would be offered at the altar, And then he would proceed to the imperial vault where he would take the tablet where it's stored and proceed up 350 steps to reach the hall of prayer to entreat the heavenly supreme king the favour of Shanti through prayers. If you think about it, one can't help but see the similarity to worship of Yahweh by the high priest at the tabernacle. You can find that in Leviticus 16. While the rituals and classics were not exact copies of God's law or the Bible, Shanti spoke to the Chinese in ways they could understand, and they were held accountable for their actions subsequently. What was important is that Shanti never failed nor forsook the Chinese people to. Even those that never had a chance to read the classics, nor ponder the words of the sages, their conscience was their guide and subsequently witness for judgment. Romans 1.20 says. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. When Shanti remembers us, he reveals to us in ways either to teach us or to prevent us from falling. Now with the beginning of a new year in spring, there are many new initiatives or resolutions we have at work or at home. How has God been revealing these things to you? Are you strengthened by the truth that Shanti also remembers you and continuously provides for you and reveals to you? When Shanti remembers you, he goes to great lengths as well as to unique ways to show it. As he did for the whole race, like the Chinese, he also does it for the individual. We read just now in verse 12. Can a mother forget the baby at the breast and have no compassion on a child she has born? There is a mother, or there was a mother, who even rejected a child at birth. Amongst many in this world, she was Nick Wojcik's mother. She wanted to have nothing to do with him and refused to see him when he was born. You all know who is Nick Wojcik? Yeah? He was born, he is an Australian, he was born with tetra emilia. that means no arms, no legs. Although he was of Christian parents, but the mother refused, the parents refused to see him at birth because it, it must have been a terrible disappointment and a hideous sight to them. But despite this initial setback, Shanti, God, surrounded Nick with encouragement, both spiritual and physical support and love. Friends and family members became his arms and legs. But it wasn't just hunky-dory all the way from that point onwards. Every year for Nick was a challenge to him. In school, he was bullied. He went into depression, and even at one point, he was suicidal. But Shanti never failed or forsook him. Never forgot him. God surrounded him. with was a strong community, and today he's the person that he is. And he goes around encouraging youth and being a motivation speaker, motivational speaker. No one even up to today, if I ask any of you, will probably know the names of the father, the mother, his spouse, or his children, or even his friends, or extended family members, or the church members, or even the pastor that God used to minister to him. None of us will remember that, but Shanti remembers. Because he remembers, there's hope and a future for you. You may even be the spouse or parent, or the children or friend, or even a church pastor, to someone who's out there today that needs you to tell the person that though a nursing mother may forget, Shanti, God Almighty, will never forget Him. He will make you their arms, their legs, or even the voice of comfort and strength. Go out and tell that person, Shanti remembers. Go for it today. Amen? Amen? Amen. God remembers us. But why does it matter that Shanti remembers? While Shanti remembers the Chinese and the rest of the non-Jewish world, he doesn't sit on his throne up there fiddling his fingers and reminisce. Neither does it become like the fretful father who walks around here and there in the Chinese New Year advertisement. God took definitive action by giving up his most beloved his son for them. He gave his best in the fullness of time. Also, when the Chinese people, if you note, around the same time, the Chinese people begin to turn away from worshipping Shanti. When God says he will not forget his people, he didn't just put their names down on a sticky note and paste it on the fridge door, nor did he put an entry into his reminder app on his smartphone. Shanti says in Isaiah 49, verse 16, I see. I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. God's love for His people was being literally set in stone, carved in stone or on a tablet, set in remembrance for a very long time. To be engraved on God's palm takes remembrance by God to a whole new level. Added to that is a reminder about the walls, referring to the walls of the building or a city that remains the walls of Jerusalem. It's again about the permanence of commitment to a relationship, a covenantal relationship. So in context, it is primarily about God's love for the Israelites, but also that it prophesies ahead to Jesus being the fulfillment of God's love for His church and the peoples of the world. God's love and God remembering us as His people are inextricably linked. For it is through God's well of remembrance that the love of God is drawn from. It is as, as Apostle Paul expressed in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, 18, and 19. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. And all this is from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ not counting people's sins against them. And has committed to us the message of reconciliation. When God remembered the Chinese, He didn't just reveal Himself as shanti. He gave His beloved Son Jesus for the Chinese as well as for the rest of the world. Since Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection, the good news of the gospel and salvation has moved out to the corners of the earth and salvation has reached the Chinese. This was further enhanced by the diaspora of the Jews and Christians from Israel in AD seventy, when Jerusalem was sacked by the Romans. Shanti's sons and daughters adopted into his family through faith had been sent into China amongst many other countries. One such son of Shanti was Hudson Taylor of the China Inland Mission, called such. China Inland Mission was called such because he refused to stay in the relative safety and comfort of Shanghai and the other coastal cities like the other missionaries did. He lived among the Chinese and adopted their culture. He went up the Huanghe, the Yellow River, almost to Tibet, establishing missions along its banks and reminding the Chinese that Shanti remembers them and loves them. Our brother Philip Po is based in Xining, which was once Tibet. So, falling in this man of God's footstep on a slightly smaller scale is our brother Philip and his whole preschool class that he brings along, comprising of his family. Doing great exploits in Qinghai and Tibet, and having received the Tianming, the heavenly mandate from Shangti. I was privileged to be with him in Xining, in Qinghai, in 2016. It was a site of an original church set up by Hudson Taylor. And when we reached there as part of a mission team, I was asked to preach at the church. At the time, I wasn't a pastor, I wasn't an elder, I wasn't even I was just a leader in the church. I was saying, me to preach? And of course, in typical Philippo style, yes, you. If not you, who else? And so I got to preach. The service was supposed to start at eight o'clock. I think Philip would still remember that. When I went to the church at about 7:30 to prepare for the, the service, the hall was already packed. The whole hall. It was a huge church service, not as big as this hall, about half the size of this sanctuary. It was all packed, and not only were they packed, every doorway, every window was filled with people peeking in, hungry for God's word. And then, as the service went on, there was live stream, not like our beautiful live stream with digital mixing and all goes down. It was just in the open courtyard, and that time was autumn. The degree outside was five degrees Celsius. And they were outside, bundled in warm clothing, watching an old box TV, which had a wire going into the hall. And they were sitting there, listening to the message. I felt so privileged, so privileged to be part of this legacy that Hudson Taylor, a son of Shang-Ti, was sent to reach out to the Chinese people. And there in the interior in Xining, the message was preached. A legacy left down over 100 and thousands of years. Today, churches like this and many more all over China make up an estimated number of 54 million Christians. And this does not include the underground church that was formed due to recurrent persecution. Even later when you go home, we should pray for the church in China, not just the people who are afflicted by the virus, but even the church that's being persecuted. China's underground church as a whole is one of the biggest churches in the world. Why? Because Shanti remembered the Chinese. As he remembers, he calls out to those that hear him and want to be part of his arms and legs. To reach out into those unreached areas and to walk in love to those that hunger and thirst for the good news of Jesus Christ. I believe I'm speaking to some of you here who may have heard the same calling. Am I right? There may be sounds of firecrackers or ah when you low hay. But you may also hear the distinct sound of distant drums. And that's not Jumanji. Eh? It's the sound of God's calling you. Shanti may be calling some of you into missions deep into the inland. But it may not be Tibet. Although Philip would love another addition to his family or to Papua New Guinea. It may be just to Sabah, to Sarawak, to the Orang Asli missions in the Semenanjong or even pioneering work right in KL itself in the workplace church plant. Come, come and help others who can't help themselves, who has no arms and no spiritual legs, and realize that Shanti remembers. In closing, it is a wonderful and glorious feeling to know that God Almighty, Shanti, remembers us. When we are forgetful and we seem so far away that it seems that He has forgotten us, we have seen how God has not left out the non Jewish peoples and especially the Chinese. Who have been so far away at one time, but God in His providence have ministered to them. They have worshipped God as the sole God Shanti at one time. Shanti has even allowed the Chinese to know Him in a unique, special way through the revelations of the classics and the sages. And when they turn away from Him, as did even the Jews, Shanti chose not to forget them or to give up on all of us by sending His Son so that the church may be built strong today through the ministry of His many saints, both near and far, including yourselves here. God gave us festivals and times of celebration as a means to remind ourselves of His goodness, amen? And His constant watch over us, as well as for enjoyment too. Don't forget to have fun. God wants us to have fun too. And it not always be a biblical or Jewish festivals. Shanti, the Creator, made us all different and He knows our every need. And when it comes to festivals, He gives it to us all differently. And we are free to celebrate it as long as it honours the Lord Jesus Christ. So however, however, whenever we celebrate a festival, we need always to be thankful, to celebrate a festival with a grateful heart that God in His providence, God is a good God. Amen? the goodness of God doesn't only last to just our generation. It lasts to generations after those that is faithful to Him, that loves Him. And we know, we ought to know too, that every good gift, every good gift comes from our Heavenly Father. And good and perfect gift is for us to enjoy. And we live in peace and harmony through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So as we celebrate our reunions, as we go about our visitations, Let us commend the works of God Almighty from one generation to the next and from one another. Tell, go and tell our Chinese relatives, our friends, that God has not forgotten them. God loves them. Make this Chinese New Year different. Make this Chinese New Year one that we can truly celebrate because they, then when they come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, will know the whole of eternity. God everlasting. God Shanti, who remembers. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let us all stand for our closing song. Through it all. The words are so meaningful that through it all, that Lord, your embrace is with us. That you follow us, you watch over us, and your love never leaves us. As many of us I now have made preparations even to go visiting. Go with the Lord's blessings. But even in a short while as I close this service in prayer, I will not ask you to come forward for an altar, but there will be leaders and pastors who will be in front who will pray with you, who will pray for you. If there is a need that you want to reconsecrate, And you want to tell the Lord again, I know you've been remembering me. I know you've been watching me. And I just want to tell you today, Lord, I want to come back to you. As the prodigal son who did, who came back to the father's house, the Lord is waiting with open arms for you to come forward and the leaders will pray for you. But if you have not known the Lord, you have never known the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, for the first time, you realise that God has been watching over you ever since you were a child that He nursed you. His love pursued you relentlessly. Today is the day to realise that love in your life. You can also come forward. Maybe your friend can bring you forward and come together with you. And we will pray with you. Amen? Amen. Let me send you off with a prayer of blessing. As we go out to our friends, our relatives, as we celebrate this Chinese New Year, let us do so in the assurance that God watches over us that as God, like the God of Israel, who neither slumber nor sleep, He watches over your coming in and your going out, so that the sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. Hallelujah. Father God, I just want to pray a blessing over your people, Lord God, the people whose names are engraved on the palm of your hands, Father, that you will never, never escape your memory it will never escape your remembrance of each and every one of my brother and sister who is here. I pray, Lord, even as you send them forth, Lord, that the love of the Father who is so endearing and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ who helps us to encounter each situation and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit may go with one and all until we meet again. And all of God's people say, Amen. God bless. Go forth and tell that Shanti loves you. Amen.